0: Welcome back to the Business Stir Fry podcast. I am your boy Gavo, aka Gavin, aka whatever you going to call me. We had this conversation every time. I got the main host, the guy who runs the show, the guy who paid the bills, who keep us in business. What's up, Mike? What's up? What's up everybody? Mike Will here.
1: Appreciate y'all tuning in to the podcast. Another episode. We still on air. They ain't kicked us off. Nah, man. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing this thing. They ain't got rid of us yet. Season one and around episode 20.
0: Make sure you guys go and download all the episodes. Please go download them all. Make sure. I'm going to say this so many times, so do not get tired of me. Please. Go find us on Facebook. Go on our Facebook page. Shout us out. Tell us what we mess up at. Tell us all the mistakes. Go, go and like the Business Stir Fry page. And also check out the articles. I mean, every day I try to post
1: about two or three um, uh-huh. relevant articles. Something that you... You know, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner. Something that that fits you or suits your point of view. Something that you can actually go and ponder.
0: And it's cool. We ha- uh, Recently we did a poll, should you go to college? Is college useful? And I remember that because... This past weekend, I had a couple of guys over there at the at my crib, and three of them were in college. And I made the mistake of saying it's only like five ma- uh, majors that matter in college, <laughs> and only one of the guys had one of the majors I named.
1: It's almost true though. I mean, college <laughs> college degrees are ah worthless is not the right word, <laughs> but they've put, they've placed such a, a financial burden on college. You know, it's go it's like the whole argument. You go to the bank and say, hey, I want $10,000 for my business. They're like, that answer is no. Yep. Okay, I want $10,000 to take basket weaving. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know, so, it, I mean, it, it is a game. But the biggest part of college is just the experience. Being around different people, having to defend your viewpoint, mm. learning how to research. I mean, like if the biggest thing that I took from college is just not trusting a source because none of my teachers never (laughs) trust any of my sources (laughs) so i mean now i'm you know i'm skeptical of anything i read like if i read something
0: i'm cross tracking that almost immediately i mean come on we in the land of fake news now so you gotta be careful what you watch yeah Um, thanks baby boomers (laughs) fucking dummies (laughs) so if you think about it we in college which majors do you think like it's the for real ones Like this is what you need You need Any, it in college Pre-professional Anything that's
1: pre-professional Okay So I mean Engineering uh-huh. Doctor Uh-huh Mathematics in, You okay. know anything that'll push you towards engineering Those are gonna be What I'd say Like uh, your, your bridge building Type yeah. degree <laughs> But I don't wanna live in a world without philosophers Right Okay I, I'm, a, I'm a philosopher You so, are Yeah So I don't wanna live in a world Where I can't walk in a room with a healthy amount of skepticism mm-hmm. and also enough history to say, ah, that's probably a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Because sometimes we don't really understand things are a bad idea. Absolutely. Like, right now, a bad idea is going to the DR. Like, <laughs> it's a terrible idea right now. Do terrible, not.
1: Terrible. We don't care what you're doing, what you want to do. Please do not go to the DR Oh, right man. Now. But but the thing is, it's like that, that could happen anywhere, right? Absolutely. You know, I mean... I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna name anybody's city because our listeners from all over. <laughs> Absolutely, but, but there's a there's places in America that you Chicago know, you might not Sorry. want. You might not want to go to. I, gosh, man, I remember when I was in New York and I stayed near one of the airports. Uh, I was young. I didn't uh-huh. know any better, but <laughs> I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was worse than the dr. Yeah, hey, but I would say, man. I know DR depending on tourism dollars, but I don't know if you listen to this podcast long enough. I try to keep all my wild conspiracies off here, but not me. It, it seems like something else is at play because Absolutely. none of this is new. Because actually, when I start reading up on you know people getting sick in the DR, there's a there's a ton of um, people from the UK that was getting sick like way mm. before what we're reporting over here in America. Yeah, so much so they actually had a class action lawsuit against one of the resorts. So, it, it it's weird that the media now is running with this story. Absolutely. When I, I was finding articles from 2016 and 2015 from the UK. So, you know me. I mean, nothing is a coincidence, right? No. Yeah. So. And the,
0: the crazy thing about this is, like, people are getting sick and dying. You know, one lady said that she was drugged and, like, thrown in a ditch yeah which is
1: which is messed up man i mean god can can you i mean you never want to go out and eat and you never want to pay
0: money to get hurt right no (laughs) (laughs) hey we pay people to scare us so but you don't want to get beat up like it's crazy and you know um i went to cancun we talked about this on like three episodes ago when i did this wedding and I remember everybody besides like you and a couple of people. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to Cancun for a wedding." Everybody was like, "Be careful, yeah. Please be careful." I'm like, "Yo, yeah. I didn't been there a couple of times." They like, "No, no, no." And I guess you know, especially you know, just a newsflash for anybody: if you go out to country, please take somebody with you. Don't go nowhere alone in the dark. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: you know, you use common sense.
0: You got to, yeah, and you got to be careful and kind of know your way to land. And before we hop into our I main topic today, it reminds me about the time. <laughs> Me and your brother, we went to Brazil. Yeah. And so we go to Brazil. And so uh, we land, we get to our Airbnb. And the lady who Airbnb we stand in, she took us to the roof. And she looked at me. And she said, look, you do not look Brazilian to save your life. <laughs> do not go nowhere. And she pointed to your brother. And she was like, if he's not with you, do not go, go outside. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as if anybody know Ed's, he laughs, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Brazilian, like you know that was his thing for the yeah. rest, like you need me to go outside because in when we was on the roof, she showed us you know for people who don't know in uh Rio, twenty percent of you know of the city is in poverty, yeah, and you see all of these shacks up the mountainside, yeah. and she was like. They do tours over there but y'all do not need to go unless the tours in the morning time or like And how right messed in the up day. is that that we
1: doing tours of people living conditions? And
0: and exactly and it was just like one of those scary things and she looked and she pointed you know the, we're on the rooftop. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And she's pointing everywhere and was just like do not go there. Do not don't go, go there. Don't you go can there. go there <laughs> but don't go there. And then one of her famous lines was <laughs> she told me and as she said if you go on the street and the street light shut off. Run back from the direction you came from. <laughs> and me and Ez was like, "What?" And she was like, "It's a setup." But anyway, and I always encourage people: please go to Brazil. It's a beautiful place. It's a. It was a fun time for us because we followed her rules. So anyway, um, we gotta talk about a special person. We we um, I'm gonna go back. People, let's take people behind the curtain. Yeah, of yeah. The pod, right? Uh, we did a pod. I'm gonna throw something out. It was episode three. I'm going to say, and uh, me and you go downstairs, and my wife has queued up. Shout out to Karina. She has queued up on Netflix, Beyonce's Homecoming. Yep. And shout out to my co-host. Well, my host. He runs the show. He, but he goes, we need to do a pod where we focus on people that are entities and who, who are a business themselves. They,
1: they pretty much came you know we use the term came out of nowhere it uh-huh. takes time <laughs> they don't they don't come out of nowhere uh-huh. but we but focus on you know things that are attainable so yeah. you know and you know Beyonce was you know someone that was normal right like mm-hmm. she wasn't formally trained you know she was blessed with god given talent uh-huh. and she did something with it and and I was like you know we need to you know as we're building our format here I was like we need to have a bio where where we do discuss someone that would be unique, you know, to us and our culture, because yeah. there's really no one in this culture that's discussing business. Like every time someone discuss you know, someone from our culture, mm-hmm. you know, it's on CNBC, and they're, they're nothing like us. They're asking the most fucked up questions. Yeah. They're condescending, not really understanding what it takes, what it, what goes into, what's the effort. Like how many times that person has failed to push through Absolutely. because they didn't have those safety nets. So it was definitely like something I was like, you know what. We need to focus on a bio you know mm-hmm. once a month where we go through an entrepreneur
0: or a hustler and show like what did they do to get to where they are absolutely so the first man up he has a famous line "I'm not a businessman I'm a business this, man. this this guy is the most quotable absolute rapper <laughs> in the history
1: of rap, and you know what it's it's fitting. That we watched that episode, we knew we were going to talk about him. Mm -hmm. But then in the past week, you know, we get the news that hey, this guy is the first hip hop billionaire, billionaire, which is amazing. Which is which is amazing. But all right, so music worldwide Uh is a trillion dollar industry. Absolutely, trillion dollar industry. Absolutely. All right, hip hop is the most popular form of music in the world. It is pop music. Right now. It's it overtaking rock. It's overtaking yep. pop. In the US, I wanna say I wanna say it's like twenty one percent and pop was like twenty percent. Mm-hmm. All right. That's just in the US. So everyone knows that I don't really listen to the hip hop that's being put out right now. It does now. not. <laughs> but I love hip hop so a lot of the music that I listen to, um the hip hop that I listen to is like Afrobeat. So it's mm-hmm. the music that's out of um Nigeria Mm -hmm. or the music that's out of London with a lot of Nigerian producers and Uh artists. So that's what I listen to right now. The music that's coming out right now, like overseas, it'll be songs that that we'll probably get three or four years from now. Like once we get out of our trash hip hop phase, there's a lot of music and a lot of artists that we'll probably start getting here in the States. That aren't from the states. Now they'll be pretending like they're from the states. Yeah, the same way hip hop artists pretend they're from the hood. You know, they don't be with, <laughs> these, with these, you know, creative writing degrees that these guys have, <sighs> <laughs> pretending like they're. I was idiots. just about
0: to take us off topic, but I saved myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: but the the point that I'm trying to make here is just how huge hip hop is. Absolutely, as as a genre, and for us, it's normal because we grew up with it. Right, like we've grown up for hip hop. Mm-hmm All through the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s. Uh So for us, it's normal. It's day to day. It's every day. But in the world, it's still fairly new. And I say all that to say this should not be the first black, excuse me, this should not, excuse no, let me, let me recorrect myself. Okay. I was saying the right thing. (laughs) This should not be the first black hip hop billionaire. Absolutely. And what this show is about is, you know what I always say, right? You don't sell somebody else's product, Mm -hmm. you need to sell your own product. You Absolutely. need to be a creator. You need to be a producer. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, if you're if you're singing somebody else's song, that's not your song. You're the salesperson for that song. Yeah. You're out there. You are showing the world how great whoever wrote the song is. Absolutely. It's not really your greatness. Nah. So when that money keeps being made in the future, you're not really getting that. So many artists don't own their masters. No. Nah. So once the music is done, their career is done. Absolutely, they—they're not they be st- on
0: tour for like fifty years.
1: Exactly. So, the fact that hip hop is so big, and now we finally have someone that's actually
0: benefiting from the fruits of hip hop, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little condescending. Yeah, it's a little annoying. So, if you don't know by now, we're talking about Sean, Jay Z, Carter. Um, we about to do a long, extensive. Not we ain't gonna hold y'all up too long, too much. But we're gonna run through some of his greatest things. Um, you know, we want to go from reasonable doubt to a billionaire. Yeah, we're not, and we're not gonna go through like every album and discuss every song. Yeah. like that—that's
1: not what you get from this podcast. What is your favorite Jay
0: Z album, though? We,
1: <laughs> you know, the black albums with the first album where I really—mine's um, too. Where, where I was like, I was a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, and, and I don't think that I think before that Blueprint two was probably the album that really put him on the map for me.
0: Yeah, pretty much everybody.
1: Yeah, but the Black album was where I was like, okay, this is relatable. Yeah, you know this this is someone that I could say relates to me. So yeah, that, that the Black album is probably going to be
0: my favorite album. He and so let's start off. Um, if you don't know, we're talking about. A guy who, you know, Tommy Lauren calls a drug dealer, you know, he sold crack and he became a rapper. But let's go. If you don't know, Jay-Z, he be, he starts off as a hustler. Um, And it's funny because I don't want to jump too far ahead. But if you look at it and you say we have this this hustler who gets into music by creating a circle or a team. Right. And he starts a record label. With his two boys. Yeah. And so, let's talk, like, that kind of goes back to our first section of a team. and saying, hey, notice who's around you. And we and we, we were talking about Dame and we were talking mm-hmm. about Biggs. But it's kind of like, hey, you have that team around you and you're saying, let's create this great team so that we can grow. And they knew this guy was the one who was going to take us far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they knew that. So, why do you? Does this really just prove our point? You know, through episodes, well, probably about five episodes ago, about your team and everything.
1: No, it it definitely does. And one of the things about Jay Z is mm-hmm. um, when when he's starting this this rise or this ascension, um, Forty Eight Laws of Power isn't out yet, right? The, no. the The applications are there, but there isn't this this map that we have now as hustlers to try to understand mm-hmm. how do you get into business, how do you change your ma- your mindset to get into business you know how do you understand that everything isn't a nail yeah you know and that and that was the that was the road map and of course you had like you know uh art of war shun Tzu, but then mm-hmm. you also have like the prince the machiavelli that you know which is a lot of yeah a lot of guys read which which is pointing you towards the direction that every you know every um every problem is a nail and you need to be a hammer Absolutely. But to go back to, you know, Jay Z, like Tommy Lawrence calling him, you know, a drug (laughs) dealer and all this other. I mean, you know, what what did did not Joe Kennedy bootleg, you know, doing prohibition? Is not the Asta family, did they not make their money in the opium trade? Did not the Forbes family, right? Like we're talking about the Forbes list. The, The Forbes family was a tea trading family that pretty much was known. To be shipping opium around the world. Well,
0: Tommy doesn't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, of course they don't, so. and that's the right. <laughs> this is why you need philosophy majors <laughs> and history majors. Well, this because, is why we
0: got to tell our story.
1: Yeah, because you know we're here to tell that story. You know, like the Opium Wars is what shut down Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and well, in China said they were going to stop selling opium. Britain was like, no, nah, we ain't having that. Yeah. We're going to take this port that all the opium was coming out of. So the idea that Jay made his money hustling and then decided to move over into business
0: man that's the american dream that is the story that is the story and what i really like and we're gonna get we're gonna touch on the breakup later but him collabing with his friends who knew you know all three of them knowing that, hey we're not dame wasn't trying to be out here and say i want to be a rapper too i want to be you know yeah he was like no i want to he was the business guy yep you know Dame was and I've heard stories about Dame where he would look at um, one of my favorite stories about Dame is how he went to he told Nori, he said, let me know when your business meeting with the record label is. And Nori was like, "Okay, it's at this day and Nori, Nori will always say he's like, I was an ignorant young kid and said that in the middle of his meeting, Dame bust open the door, walked in and said, Nori ain't taking that money. Because y'all paying, he listed all these artists that was under Nori who was uh, under selling and they were getting paid and they weren't black. And Dame just walked out the meeting and they said, (laughs) Nori just looked and was like, I guess y'all got to give me more. But (laughs) Dame, you know, Dame was known as the mouthpiece to say, hey, I'm going to make business deals happen. I'm going to be the hustler, so to speak. And Dame was, he was the gruff
1: person. He was the one that, you know what, you can put it on me so everybody else don't have to have it. Yeah. And and that and, and you need someone like that on your team, you mm-hmm. know. For for the longest, you know, that was that was like me. I you can put it on me, yeah. You know, <laughs> as, as I as I told someone, hey, I don't have to call anybody. Yeah, I'm the person people call. <laughs> so so when, when I'm here, the problem is already here for you, right? Absolutely. And it's like, okay, well, how do you how do you change that mindset? And that's that's the respect that I have for Jay Z because some of us never understand that. Some of us never understand. That you don't have to. Everything isn't a fight. Absolutely not. No. Some things require finesse. You know, once you beat the egg, it's beaten. Now absolutely. you can start making the cake. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but but in the beginning, you're absolutely right. They 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 definitely needed that deal. You know, they came in with Island Def Jam Music Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was back in '97. Label launched in '95. Yep. They didn't receive the funding until I want to say '97. Uh, Island Def Jam purchase a fifty percent stake um in the company. Mm-hmm. So you gotta understand so we sometimes we we jump in business and we're like, man, this isn't happening fast enough. enough. Absolutely. You know, they started in ninety five. It wasn't till ninety seven with a lot of hard work that they really received their their first break. And he wasn't young either. No, no. Jay Z came in the game at twenty six, twenty seven. Exactly. And that's tough. So then yeah.
0: so we get to this label. Then what what timeline you say we at? Uh, we're like ninety
1: nine right now, so they got the label started, mm-hmm. and then he created, um, what well, they created, Rockaware. Uh huh. And Rockaware ended up being a a, a huge success for him. absolutely. So I don't I don't know if any of y'all out there was wearing it, but it actually I was, that big
0: R <laughs> on that dog on clothes. Rockaware is still in existence right now, and actually Fubu is actually still in existence. Absolutely, Fubu is, and I saw. <laughs> And you know what? I don't know if Rockwear can kind of do what Fubu is going to be able to do. Fubu is actually going to be able to make old school clothing because some people are getting into that. Yeah, it has its own niche, yeah. right? Niche, right? Right, where yep. you can say, "Hey, we're having a throwback party," and you might say, "I'm gonna go to Burlingtons and get me some old school Fubu, whatever." Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm <laughs> mind you, I was probably middle school, middle school when uh, Fubu was out. Yeah, I and- mean, excuse me, when Rockwear was out and it was jump, it was popping.
1: Yeah and the, and the, and the thing is it's like so those those clothing labels like even if they don't really sell a lot here they mm-hmm. sell a lot overseas. Absolutely. So I mean a lot of their revenues are from overseas but so 99 um they they're developing rockaware Mm. Mm-hmm. uh 03 he creates the Forty Forty Club, mm-hmm. and while I was researching for the show, I, I, I actually didn't know because they had one in Vegas, and right. I used to love the Forty Forty Club out there in Vegas, and uh-huh. then they don't have it anymore, so it's a little <laughs> sad. And I thought they had closed all of them down, but no, they still they still have his New York one. I would say, and then uh, I think at two airports they still have those going
0: too, and mm. and and they're actually like seven figure revenue producing um locations. I wonder do they still have it where it's like real tough to get in cuz remember back in the day that was a whole cool thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You got to be special to get in. You I don't
1: can... know, but I mean, you know, it's hard for restaurants to make money in general, what? clubs to make money in general. What? And I mean, it, they, you know, the, what I read is that the one in New York is still pulling in, you know, seven-figure revenue. That's that's actually pretty
0: strong for Absol- a restaurant bar club. Absolutely. So we get the 4040 club. All right, so we got the label we got the music is building up. And mind you, at this point, Jay-Z is, like, on fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's funny because I'm reading uh, 22 laws about branding. And one of the things is about, you know, you have to have quality. And you have to have value in your, your brand and your product. So, mm-hmm. while all of this stuff is building, Jay-Z is, his quality and his brand and his value to hip-hop is growing tremendously. Yep. Right? Especially with his music. So, What we got next at the the 4040 Club? Well, you
1: know, at this time, so Jay-Z, so he's producing albums. He's Uh the the number one artist on uh, Rockefeller label. Mm -hmm. We got the whole beef thing that occurs between him and Nas, (laughs) (laughs) which which probably, you know, really put him on the map. Absolutely. You know, so we have that going on. And then we start having where where a lot of us wonder what happens when we get to that point, right? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I've made it. So, when we're talking about Jay Z has quote unquote made it, you know, we're talking about Jay Z, you know, what's the difference between, you know, the 4.0 and the 4.6, right? Mm-hmm. What did he say? Like 50,000? Yeah. MFO? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. So, so, we're talking about a guy that's somewhere in the neighborhood of being worth, you know, tens of millions of dollars, which, while doing very, very well, it's not wealthy. He's a high earner. No. and it, well, And what we see is that. The team starts becoming shaky, right? So we start having the the differences between him and Dame, uh-huh. uh, him and Steve Stout. I think he had just be the case for something that had happened in New York. Actually, I think all the artists were getting in trouble in New York around that time. Uh, New York had it out for
0: artists in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, that breakup was, like, serious. You had Jay-Z versus Dan- Dame and Cam. And then you got Cam talking about he wanted to slap Nas. And then, you know... And I'm gonna be honest, this is funny. Fifty Cent came out and he really changed music for a lot of people. And the reason why I'm saying that is because you you know, a competitor is coming in the game. Yeah, and I, and I the only reason why I'm mentioning that is um I was listening to a Jay Z interview and he said when fifty Cent came out, I told all my artists to sit down. Y'all can't compete right now. Yeah. And that's a big thing to know, you know, um, I have Rock Aware, but who knows how that percentage was bro- broken yeah. up, right? Then you saying, "Hey, I have this club." Who knows how that percentage was broken up? But then, so you, but you know the music part, and then him him saying, "Hey, it's too much beefing going on. Fifty Cent is out. We got to halt all of this." But that's he's playing the end game, and that kind of goes to the forty four laws of uh forty eight laws of power, excuse me. Yeah, and that
1: I mean on that is is where you start seeing around 05 is where you really start seeing. Jay-Z is really implementing a lot of the forty eight laws of power and you you wonder you wonder at what point did he start saying um i'm not i'm everyone isn't gonna make it with me yeah like like it makes you wonder at what point and and and, and we all hear about the breakup that that occurred mm-hmm. I believe it was on the set of um big pimpin mm-hmm. whereas he wasn't showing up. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Dame kind of knew it at the beginning of the end, but Jay Z, you know, he concealed his intentions. Right, we yep. always talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. I got a good concealed <laughs> intentions. Yeah, go ahead. You <laughs> know, never put too much trust in your friends. Learn how to use your enemies. Uh-huh. You know, so so Jay Z knew that the label got him on reasonable doubt, mm-hmm. but he figured out how to get his album back. And I did not write the quote down, so. Um, don't want to misquote what he said, but one of the things that he said is he wanted the masters for reasonable doubt. And by yeah. becoming the CEO of Allen Def Jam, Here we go. That's... they were going to give him those masters back.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, so it's one of those things where he didn't put too much trust in his friends and he he used his enemy. He he was like, you know what? I'll come run it because I'm the hottest artist out right now. Absolutely. And obviously you want Allen Def Jam. To have this pub of Jay Z is running it, yep. so you can get all the sales from that. But I need to get back these Everything. masters. I need Rockefeller back, I and need, that comes
0: into play later down the timeline. It
1: comes down; it definitely comes <laughs> into play. So you know, so it also goes to you know, um, gosh, you know, get others to do the work for you, and but take all the credit. Absolutely, because <laughs> he 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 was getting all the work of of all his
0: artists and all, honestly, all the work of Dame. Absolutely. <laughs> and you think about it, he wasn't there for no longer than a year. Like, no, he was not there. He, he literally got there. Artists started complaining. He realized like, this isn't what I want to do. And I remember, um, I heard a Jay-Z interview. He said, what he wanted to do with Jeff, Def Jam was, is what Dr. Dre did with Interscope. And he said, he brung Def Jam, the idea of doing something like beats by Dre. Yeah. And they told him, no, we just need you to be the face. And he yeah. said, you know what? I'm out. But being out is okay when you get to take your masters and then we well, get to talk it, about something exactly. later. Exactly. So, <laughs> and, and, which, again, like you said, it
1: comes into play. We're talking about, that's what, 05, 06 time mm-hmm. frame. Yep. It, it, but this is thing, though, it doesn't even come into play for another decade.
0: Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> if you're listening right now, just do that math in your head and saying, I'm playing the long game here. Exactly. I'm not being petty. So we're talking about 95 to 97, the groundwork,
1: right, to get it down. Then we're talking about taking off from 97 to 06. It's another nine-year period. Absolutely. So we're talking about a decade just before your life is what people would consider to be great. Absolutely. And and for some people, that's enough. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: if you're listening to this podcast, chances are (laughs) that's not enough for you. Chances are
0: what you're looking for is a whole, whole, whole lot more. Uh-huh. So, 96, he come back, and we, you know, he sells RockAware. Excuse me, 2006, he come back, and he go ahead and sell RockAware for $200 million. Yep. And that's a big thing, just because... I think that was a in at the time, because it, let me tell you why I think that was smart. Around that that time frame, nobody was trying to wear your Fat Farm, your RockAware, your Sean John, like all that stuff. Yeah. Was, the label thing from hip-hop label clothing... It was done, you know, and you still was able to make, you know, $200 million, which is great. And then you start looking at it and you saying, hey, um, he's keep putting out music because now, you know, he's unretired. I love when rappers and <laughs> I, lo- I love, her love when certain industries say. But, you retired. know, but the thing is, but,
1: when he did the whole retiring thing, it, uh-huh. it did make people be like, oh, man, I need to listen to more Jay-Z. I need to listen to more Jay-Z. Value. Yeah. Which, it, you know, which is another law. I don't know which one it is, but, you know, that is a, a a law of power of saying, that you know, hey, I want people to want me. But speaking of laws of power, right? Uh-huh. So we're looking at 0506 where we have Jay-Z, the rapper. Mm-hmm. What album does he say, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business. He man. says
0: that on Kanye West, uh, gradu- not graduation, late registration on uh, Diamonds from Sierra Leone. And
1: that was 2000? That had to be,
0: I was in I was right before hold on, let me get you' because I'm gonna get you right I'm gonna say two thousand five okay So five or six all right I see you looking it yeah and Where then well, so, That's well, my guy. so what so what we' so what we're doing
1: is we're talking about you know i'm I'm not a businessman I'm a business man mm-hmm. what we're talking about mm-hmm. is uh he's recreating himself at this time so he he Absolutely. he is turning himself from I'm not just an artist and an entertainer like we heard me a few episodes ago. Go off about Byron Allen. Like Absolutely. we keep saying this man is a comedian. This man has not been a comedian for 30 years. <laughs> right. Law number 25 is about recreating yourself. And I just pulled it up. Be the master of your own image rather than letting others define it for you. Mm-hmm. The world wants to assign you a role in life. Once you accept that role, you're doomed. So we're talking mm. about, you know, the business that he's building. Remember it was right around this time where two things happen. Um, Jay-Z got, he received the first shoe deal as a non-athlete, which mm-hmm. was the Reebok deal. Absolutely. And then we saw him in the HP commercial. Absolutely. Where, he, where we just saw his face in the head, and he's telling you everything that he does on the computer. We're talk, So at this time, we're talking about a rapper. Yeah. Or better yet, a black guy, a yeah. hustler. A mogul. Um, that that's actually is turning himself from the guy that you would be afraid of. Absolutely. You know, when he stepped on the elevator into the guy
0: that you want to invite him to dinner. Exactly. Well, there's so much you could talk about this guy, man. Um right around this time when Rockefeller splits, I think this is an important time cuz it it foreshadows like what comes next, mm-hmm. right? Jay-Z goes to a meeting with Warren Buffett and he asks Warren Buffett can he bring a guy along and that guy's LeBron James. Yeah. Um and there's this iconic double XL cover where you have LeBron Jay-Z, Kanye West, um, Young Guns, and I don't even know why I'm like, oh, Rihanna is there. Because mm-hmm. think when Rihanna popped, that was Jay Z Rihanna and Jay Z uh, um, excuse me. Rihanna and Kanye West allowed Jay Z if he wanted to could say, I don't have to do music yep. anymore. Because they could carry that on for him, even though he kept doing it. But and then Tierra Marie was there. I don't even know why she was there. But, you know But let's let's but again, let's go back to Discover right? You got yeah. Young Guns there. You got
1: Tierra Marie. Mm-hmm. All these individuals are in the vicinity of Jay Z. Absolutely. And you can't see that this guy is rocket fuel for a rocket ship that's about to take off. Absolutely. All right. Jay Z sees it. LeBron sees it. Yeah. Warren Buffett sees it. Kanye. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> yeah. sees. Everybody, like- everybody. So if you if you see somebody, you know, and this goes back to you having your your click. Yeah. Or your crew or having people around you that can actually, you know, push you to a higher level. Yeah, Jay-Z was a, was a, we'd say a wealthy guy. Yeah. But he sought out Warren Buffett, right? It goes back to the conversation of, you know, if it's nine billionaires in a room and you walk into the room. And you're the temp guy. You're the temp guy. Guess what, Jay-Z? <laughs> Welcome to billionaire number 10. Exactly. Because they're going to explain ways to you and things to you. That you're not gonna pick up everywhere else. So let's go back mm-hmm. to 06 when Jay Z is coming out, he's rebranded himself. Yep. And someone asked the CEO of Chris Style, Hey, how do you feel about all these rappers with Chris Style in your video? And then he's like, Well, we can't we can't stop them from buying it, right? Exactly. Like real snide. Yep. And, and, and what and what does Jay Z say? Well stop drinking it. I'm gonna stop drinking it.
0: I'm gonna switch gold bottles, as he said, right? Yeah. And then well think about it. He didn't say I'm gonna stop drinking it. He basically told hip hop we ain't drinking it. We ain't anymore. drinking it no more. We <laughs> we're going we're, we're, we're going to move the
1: culture. <laughs> so, I mean, so the ideal of rebranding yourself, recreating yourself and again mm-hmm. goes back to the ideal that 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 I I scream on here, be a producer. Mm. So, Jay-Z decided that I'm not going to just I'm not going to just pitch somebody else champagne. Because he realized how much money that hip hop had made for Chris style,
0: absolutely. He was
1: like, you know what? If I'm on, if I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to pitch my own. And he allowed the and I cannot pronounce the name of the company that created. We call it Ace of Spades. We gonna keep it simple. Oh yeah, please <laughs> just call it. <laughs> but the company that created Ace of Spades, I mean, again, they go back to Law Twenty Five as well because they recreated themselves. Ace of Spades was actually the same champagne they had in that same gold bottle. Yeah, <laughs> that they couldn't sell for sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Rebranded it with Jay Z. Ciroc also did this with Diddy. I used to when Ciroc first came out, I this would buy Ciroc. It it would be the same price as Absolute. It was the exact he same price. And Diddy took it on, and they doubled the price, and that's how they were able to pay Diddy, you know, so much money. Absolutely. So I mean, li- liquor industry does this all the time. I mean, if we ever get super popular. And if there's a if there's Absolutely. a cognac out there that's like $20, yeah. and we start producing it,
0: yeah, y'all paying 45 yeah, that's how they paying us. Exactly. They just raise the price on it. So you go through. Um, we at the point now where the music is going. He's having different business ventures. Um, and you can kind of see the shift of um, him getting more business-like. Even though we've been talking about him in business now. Yeah. But, you know, one of my biggest thing is uh, – Magna Carter, Holy Grail comes out, right? Yep. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because he teams up with Sprint. Yep. And you sell a million records in twelve hours. And the way you do that is say, hey, I'm a partner with Sprint. And not only did he do that with you know, he works with Sprint at that time. It doesn't go well, but then on four 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 he teams back up with them. Those are extra checks and you kind of seeing and I don't think people understand how much of advertising and marketing that helps Sprint and it helps Jay Z. It helps both, and not only that. I don't think I, what
1: I don't think people understand is the failure. So we're sitting here, and we're talking about Jay Z, yeah, and and I want you guys to get off of Jay Z, the rapper, right? Like yeah. I, I guess we should have been using his name Sean Carter, pretty much. This now whole, he's Sean Carter, he's Jay Z. Yeah, this whole time <laughs> is so in the middle of everything, failing with with Rockefeller and Dame Dash and. Island Def Jam artist saying that he's not really helping me. Yeah, he produces Kingdom Come, which is it, let's just
0: say it wasn't critically
1: acclaimed. It wasn't.
0: <laughs> Nobody cared about
1: it. No one and no one can really tell you a song off that album. I mean, I think he had Show like, Me
0: What You Got was fire though. Show me drums, what you got, and then he it. had-
1: yeah, that's oh, it. No, the no. drums. You <laughs> had Hollywood Beyonce. Lost ones where he's telling the story. Okay, you know which yeah. was which was interesting, but it wasn't a great album. It was it was actually it was,
0: uh, it was not critically acclaimed. I wouldn't say he got that ranked as his least favorite album yeah
1: i think it might be his worst album so understand that when you are starting a business for yourself right mm-hmm. failure is a part of it absolutely all right so so the building is a part of it the mm-hmm. failing is a part of it but are you gonna just like are you gonna stop with your failure imagine if jay-z at the kingdom come he just would have been like man i'm not cut out for this music thing no more yeah he'd still be rich yeah you know he'd, he'd still be worth 30 40 million yeah but is, is he gonna be worth a hundred Nah. The, the breakthrough <laughs> and the pushing through is worth 50 times whatever you have today. Mm. So wherever you're at in your business right now, if you feel like you want to quit, man, the breakthrough is worth 50 times minimal
0: of wherever you at. If you're on your app right now, push the 30-second rewind button just so you can hear what Mike just said because <laughs> that's some real stuff. So, all right, we, what year are we in now? 2014? We're 20? about 20. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. We I don't okay. want to bore people with Jay-Z,
1: but we know that Jay-Z, so we know that he bought. He bought the
0: um, champagne company. ah, It was so much. All right, before we do that. Yeah. He he changes from, and I feel like this is another power move, and then we can rush through. Um, You go from Rockefeller, then he teams up with Live Nation to do this tour. Oh,
1: yeah, man. We didn't even touch on it. And this is so Yeah, we didn't
0: even touch on the the tour and the Live Nation. The tour was like $300 million, right? Well, you know, because of... If people don't know, Rock Nation is under Live Nation, but he teams up with them and now all his artists, you know, Rihanna, you looking at Wale, who he manages, um, he did Rock Nation Sports, but he just turned into a a, a management deal. Yeah. So you have Kevin Durant, you know, get well soon, please, my goodness. But, um, <laughs> you know, you have. We'll talk guys. about that on the wrap up labor versus management argument. And so you look at that and you're saying, now we have Rock Nation. And I think the reason why I want to bring up that is because uh, kind of going to the end, you look at I think what happened with Jay Z with this Ace of Spades, um, he starts the Ace of Spades and the Title Wave at the same time, right? Yeah. And I think they realized because when they start in Title, Jay Z comes out with this marketing, and for most people don't know, Title was not. They thought title was gonna be done when yeah yeah
1: title was was on his death kill which which is what allowed I think Jay Z bought it for fifty six million I'm looking at right now he bought it from a media technology company for fifty six million in 2015 Mm -hmm. and to your point he's also leveraging everything that he have to go ahead and buy into um um the cognac company yeah as well as Ace of Spades around the same time Mm -hmm. and he's also invested into the tech. So, I mean, cause that remember he's, he's friends with Warren Buffett now. Yeah. He's five, seven years into that friendship. So he, him, Nas, they're, they're, they're you know, they're discussing things and he's also getting into tech and where he actually made his billion. Uh, he's met, he's estimated to made a hundred titles that estimate estimated a hundred million, uh, cash and investments is set is 220 million. Uber is 70 uh, million of that. And mm. his alcohol is three hundred and ten and a hundred million dollars. Now, when he bought <laughs> Ace of Spade, they 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 snidely said he made an offer that we couldn't refuse to buy it from us. So they they were kind of saying he overpaid for it. Basically, it basically, you know, it, it's like it we we 100. got him, <laughs> yeah. we got him. Um, yeah, no, you did he not, got y'all. You, you did not, you did not get him, and that is. This is applications of the forty eight um, laws of power to to a T, man. Hey, pose as a friend, work as a spy. Right, he's working yeah. with this alcohol company. He got them, you know. Hey, law twenty one, play a sucker to catch a sucker. Seem dumber than your mark. Mm-hmm. You know, hey guys, you know they they're like, oh man, this guy just took a sixty dollars champagne. It's costing us nothing to make it. We're charging three hundred bucks for it. Oh yeah, it's it's tapped out as large as as, as it can go uh yeah can i can i buy that from you yeah you can have it yeah yeah please. you can have it how much how much you want to spend for Oh, it? that much oh uh, let's like, think on it yeah, yeah please take hey. exactly <laughs> please, please take it and then here we go now 310 million dollars billionaire jay-z hey welcome to the big billionaire club inspiration for all of us please we're gonna get there uh we coming man hey i hope y'all enjoyed this episode man I hope we didn't want to rant too much it was a lot of information but we're gonna do these bios once a month we're gonna discuss someone absolutely that then really came up from the bottom and really scrapped up, and and they're at the top, and just give you a kind of a timeline because sometimes again we think these things are overnight successes. Like we look at we look at Jay Z and be like, you know, from the time I was in college to where Jay Z is now, he's just gotten richer and richer without understanding that you know the the Sprint was a flop, yeah. The King of was a flop. You know, he's 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 lost major friends, absolutely. You know, but he had a goal. So he I mean, what should go? where you want to be, where you're trying to be. That's all I got, man.
0: And if you have anybody, please, like I said, go on Facebook. Let's interact. Let's talk. Um, list some artists who you want us to dig into. Like, we can do our research. We can go through. We could talk about it. Feel free if you want to, you know, give us some pointers. We love to hear it, man. Um, we wish y'all the best. Make sure you go back and listen to all the other episodes. Yeah, make sure think. and
1: listen to all the episodes. Download everything. Um from iTunes, Google Play. So make sure you download all our episodes uh, when we prompt you for that. Please, please do not don't to do that. You don't to do that.
0: <laughs> Anywho, thank y'all, man. We'll rock with y'all next time. Hey, I'm all your boy.